persecution we're going to study tonight is a man who had a decision between life and the lions. Literally a life and death situation as he would know it. We know the end of the story. But in the moment when Daniel was making his decision, it was life and death for him. And many of us have known the persecution and faced the problems. We all have the one or perhaps the multiples that create an uneasiness within us because of the persecution or the attack or the problems they've sent our way. And I'd say we've all experienced the unexpected. The unexpected for us, that is, what we did not think God would do. We had no intentions of our life to travel that path, but God did. And I think tonight as we study this passage, we'll learn that through all of those things, if we're not careful, we're tempted to react instead of act. I want to give us a few points as introduction, and then we'll get to the principles we want to leave you with tonight. But I see, first of all, I see the man, and that is Daniel, of course. I see three things about Daniel. I see that he was first. If you look at verse number 2 in chapter 6, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. And of course, Daniel was first because of his spirit. And I'm not going to say that King Darius recognized the spiritual attributes in Daniel's life, but the Bible informs us that he had an excellent spirit. And the thing that set Daniel apart was his relationship with God. In verse number 3, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king fought to set him over the whole realm. And so Daniel was first, if you will. There was three men, their presidents, that would rule over the princes and help to keep order in the kingdom. But Daniel was first, if you will, in the chain of hierarchy. And those men struggled with that. Not only was Daniel first, Daniel was faithful. He was consistently the same. He was so faithful that the men that would pursue to attack him would only find a place to attack him in his relationship with his holy God. I challenged our young people, this message is birthed from Sunday school lesson this past week. But I challenged our young people, I said, can that be said about you? If someone wanted to find something about you, and an accusation, would it have to be in your relationship with God and in a walk with God? And I want to ask you the same question. Do we as Christians today, if someone seeks to harm us, is it the only place they can find that in our relationship with the Holy God? I noticed that they, when they presented, presented the decree to King Darius, they only asked for 30 days. They only asked for a petition for 30 days. The law of the Medes and the Persians, it couldn't be undone once it was signed. But it led me to think the fact that they knew that somewhere within 30 days, Daniel was bound to pray again. Because he was faithful and committed. I shared this with our young people Sunday. I said 30 days is not a very long time when you are continually, faithfully fighting for right. 30 days is not a long time. But I believe Daniel knew he had to continue praying because had he stopped for 30 days till that decree would have lapsed and expired, he would have been out of a routine and out of a relationship with God. So 30 days when you're doing right is not all so long. You look around here, if, you're, if you participate in any form of ministry at Solid Rock Baptist Church, you recognize 
It seems like every Sunday is a fifth Sunday or every Sunday is a third Sunday when we're having youth choir practice because time flies. When you're doing right, you turn around and the next thing's on the agenda because you're doing right. But I want to say contrary to that, 30 days is entirely too long if you're not doing right. If you're not praying, and you're not reading, and you're not attending church faithful, 30 days of that lifestyle is entirely too long. And so we see Daniel was very faithful. Not only was he first and faithful, but he was faultless. He was faultless. Not perfect. I don't believe you'll find Daniel to be a perfect individual, but he was faultless. And I believe when we discuss the faultlessness of Daniel, we're looking the fact that he operated in integrity in his duty. They could not find something against the law that he had broken within the kingdom or in his position because he operated in integrity. And I genuinely believe that today God's people should operate in integrity. That we should be faultless when looked at. He maintained his Christian character through his high position. Not only do I see the man Daniel, I see the menaces. And that, are, that is, of course, Darius's other men and princes and rulers that were out to get Daniel, if you will. And I want to say about these people in our lives, they look for fault rather than earning their own favor. These men could have looked at Daniel and said, why does he have the favor? Why is he the first? And they could have studied the life of Daniel and applied the practices to their lives that would have allowed them to earn that kind of favor. But the people who are out to hurt God's people, and Christianity, if you will, and those that want to operate in a level of integrity that would please the Lord, they would rather find fault in the one that is doing right rather than find their own favor and to earn their own favor. I want to say they look to weasel, not to work. The reason they want to find fault is because they want to weasel their way out of the hard work it takes to earn the favor. And it's easier to tear down than it is to build up. They desire the power, but not the accountability that comes with that power. They desire the position, but not the responsibility. And I want to tell you about the men, these menaces, if you will, they weren't concerned with God. And when I say God, I mean capital G, God our Father. Individually, and they weren't concerned with Daniel individually. When they presented to the king, they did not present in the decree, when they presented, O king, let it be made known, any man that asks a petition of anybody but you, let them be cast into them line. When that is stated... It says, of any God, capital G, or man. They had one God in mind and they had one man in mind in that time. They were not concerned with the other little G gods, if you will. Because as you and I know, we know that those little G gods are powerless and are having favor with God and with man. And we know the only true power in God is God Himself. And the real struggle that bothered these men 
If God really was the issue, they would have asked for the petition to be forever. The decree. But the issue was God with a man. The issue was a man that finally got a hold of a holy God and was living a life that set himself apart from everybody else. You see, there's, you'll find few people who are not willing to acknowledge God. Many people will acknowledge God, but few people will get to know God. And will live a life of acceptance in the presence of a holy God. So they were unnerved at the fact there was a man in their presence that was calling on a holy God. Individually, they were not bothered. They were challenged by the man that decided he needed God. Not only do I see the man and the menaces, I see the mandate. And this, of course, is the decree. And I want to say this decree is a premeditated evil. You look in verse number 7 of chapter 6, all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute, to make a firm decree. These men, now they're in the presence of King Darius, but these men had premeditated the evil that they were looking to accomplish. I still believe in the day that we live, the taking of a human life is evil. And these men were premeditating. You realize that what they presented to the king, they were literally saying, we don't care about his life, we want it gone. Premeditated evil. They had planned and prepared this evil. Not only was it premeditated, it was a presented evil. They came to the king and they publicized what they had talked about. I would say, because we're all robed in flesh, we've all had what you might call an evil thought in our life. If we were honest. But most would not dare vocalize that. These men were at a level of pride that would lead to destruction. But they went and they verbalized this to the king. So it was a presented evil. May I say a tall tell sign of evil is pride. And then it was a published evil. Daniel 6, 9, Wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. It was published. I truly believe that King Darius was ignorant. I do not believe he signed that decree with the intent to harm Daniel. We look back in verse 14 after everything transpired. Then the king, when he had heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. I don't believe the king signed the decree saying, good, we'll get Daniel now. The decree was signed ignorantly. You find there in verses 2 through 4, these presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give account to him, and the king should have no dan- damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. King Darius was not going to one minute make him the first and set him over the whole realm, and then a little bit later decide it's time to take him out. So King Darius, I want you to notice the phrase, and the king should have no damage. 
I don't believe that King Darius had ever walked by Daniel's windows and seen him with his windows open praying towards Jerusalem. The reason I say that is he, he established these men and the king should have no damage. What that means, he was protecting his reputation. He literally had put under him fall guys. So when the people were upset, he could say, well, let me find out who I put over that. And he could literally protect his own reputation. And so I don't believe the king spent a whole lot of time walking around to see what was going on. Because at that moment, he would have been accountable for things that he would see, things that people might say. And I could be mistaken, be wrong about that. But I truly believe that, Daniel, that the king signed this ignorantly. He was protecting his reputation. He just knew he liked Daniel's performance. I don't think he could pinpoint the spiritual realm of it. He just knew he liked what Daniel could do. And I've wondered if the first time he became king right at the end of chapter number 5. And then we jump right into this story. I wonder if the first time King Darius heard the name God is when the men were presenting the law that they consulted over. Perhaps. But the truth that I want to submit to us tonight is that our ability as Christians to act rather than react. The word act has the idea to be in motion, to be in action or motion to move. The word react is to act in opposition. It's to resist any influence of power. It's to return an impulse or an impression. And in other words, react is the idea of a cause and effect. The, 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 in other words, when someone said, we say this statement, oh, if they ever do that to me, I'm going to get it. Cause and effect. We reacted. And I would say that most people robed in flesh have had a time that you wanted to knock somebody out, if you will. You've thought, boy, they've crossed the line that they shouldn't have crossed. And in the moment, the reaction feels good, but usually the reaction is what's wrong. And the reaction is what we do because of something else. Then the word act says, I live on purpose. When we act, I live on purpose. I want to present to you tonight, with the help of God, several reacting and acting comparisons that you and I may dare to be a Daniel. Learning to act rather than react. If you look at verses 4, 5, 6, 11, 12, 13 and 15 and several others within the passage, they all start with the word then. They all start with then. The idea being that what was about to follow was a reaction to what was before. So when we see the word then, we're about to read what's about to happen is a direct relation and effect of the cause that came before the word then. For example, look at verses 3 and 4. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the little word, then, so we've established Daniel's position, then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. 
If you notice there at verse number 4, then, it was after they discussed Daniel being without fault and, and, and being set over the whole realm, the jealousy, if you will, is probably what set in. And they said, we've got to take care of this fellow because he is interrupting our potential to shine. If you will, could you imagine you've been surrounded with men in the same level of hierarchy as you, so to speak, in the same title, and every time the presidents were called, one was always before you. And the jealousy that would set in. And after it was set that he would be over the whole realm, the thought, they said, then! And they were reacting to some personal feelings. And then if you look at verse 10, it starts with, now when? The idea is that yes, a circumstance has changed. But what Daniel was about to do would not change because of the circumstance. So we find Daniel acting and these men in a reaction mode. I think there's areas we'll find tonight too that Daniel did not react when he could have. Your first phrase there at the top of your notes as intro If we don't determine to act, we risk reacting. If we don't determine to act, we risk reacting. First of all, I want to submit to you that reacting is public. Acting is personal. Reacting is public. Acting is personal. Verse 11, it says, these men. Verse number 10, it says, Daniel. When we react, we're we're desiring others to be on our side. We want it public. We want it to be known. We want people to see it our way and decide with us. We want it public. But when we act, we want God on a personal note. When we react, we want everybody to decide with us why the church is wrong and, and why the pastor said something wrong and why the Sunday school wasn't just right. We want everybody to hear it. But when we act, we want God on a personal note. And we go to God and we say, God, I'm not 100% what's going on, but I want you. And we find reacting is public. Acting is personal. Number two, I want to submit that reacting requires fluff. Acting requires faithfulness. Verse number 6, I find it interesting. These men go to the king. And they they say, King Darius, live forever. Buttering them up. Oh king, live forever. And as a king, you would be flattered by such talk. Later Daniel would say that to him. After he's lived something. These men go to the king and say, live forever. We go to verse number 10, and we see the word aforetime. Daniel just maintained faithfulness. Daniel didn't need fluff. You know, in the moment that the decree was signed, Daniel didn't find it necessary to go out and to throw his, to fluff the king and try to be extra nice. He just stayed faithful. May I say that when we have to build someone up, or we even have to build ourselves up to get what we desire, we're probably reacting. If what we're doing is right, if we're doing right, they'll know it. 
And the idea will flourish because of faithfulness, not fluff. When we act on purpose, we stay faithful when we're under attack. Number three, reacting uses force. Acting uses faith. Reacting uses force. Acting uses faith. Verse number eight, if you notice, when they go to the king, that verse starts, we'll look at it together. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Verse number 10, before his God, we see Daniel giving thanks before his God. Reacting is when we have to have results now. And when somebody comes and they tell you, well, I need an answer now. I need a response now. We need to do this now. If you've ever been to buy a car, you know that now. And you'll see the, the sign that says the car you're thinking about, buy, the car you're thinking about buying tomorrow is the car that someone is thinking about buying yesterday or however it goes. You know what I'm, what I'm trying to say. The, the now, the now, they require an immediate response. And that's generally when we react. We're doing something in the now, off the cuff, rather than diligent in our faith. When we, when we act, we put our faith in God to give results in His time. When we react, we, we have to see now. And when we act, we allow God to do it in His time. Number four, reacting dwells on the problem. Acting depends on prayer. Reacting dwells on the problem. Acting depends on prayer. I would say we all have people in our life that we know they like the problems. And you know them because when they talk to you, they want to tell you all of their problems. But if you even so much as make one little iota at a hint of help, that, oh, well, I have to go now. Because the truth is, they want to dwell on the problem. The problem for these men was, was Daniel. That was their problem. They had made him the problem. He was not a problem for them. But they had made him the problem. And every time you're reading the story, they saw Daniel praying, then they called him praying, then they're going to the king and they want him in... The, I don't read once where they're doing their job. They are hung up on the problem. Reacting dwells on the problem. Acting depends on prayer. And during all of that, Daniel goes straight to his prayer room and went right on praying. Church, when we're under attack, when people are, are against us, if you will, may we not dwell on the problem. May we depend on prayer. Amen. Number five, reacting pressures. Acting protects. Reacting pressures. Acting protects. Verse 15, you'll find there, they were pressuring the king that the law could not be changed. Verse 14, King Darius is laboring. He's, he's wanting any way possible to try to get Daniel out of that situation. And they said, no, king, you know it can't be changed. King, the, the law of the Medes and the Persians, you can't undo it. And the pressure... 
reacting pressures. Acting protects. But I love verse 22 when God protects Daniel. You know, had Daniel reacted, and this may sound unreal perhaps, but had Daniel reacted, he would have been bearing a different spirit. A spirit of anxiety, a spirit of nervousness. And, And if you know anything about the animal kingdom, they sense those things. And so Daniel, had he reacted, his spirit would have been different. Rather than an excellent spirit, a spirit of anxiety, and those lines may have very well have sensed that type of fear and anxiety. So God protected Daniel. So when we act, God protects. When we react, we have to be chastened and put back in line. But when we act according to God and God's Scripture, He protects us. Number six, may I say reacting is vocal, acting is visible. Reacting is vocal, acting is visible. These men, as they went to the king, they were vocalizing their disagreement with Daniel. And they said, King, have you not made the law? And this, this Daniel fella is not obeying the law. Very vocal, very negative very critical of Daniel and his stance and his relationship with God. They were very vocal. May I say, when we react, and people who tend to react are very vocal, because they're reacting to the impulsion and the things around them, the circumstances. But acting is visible. When Daniel heard that the decree had been signed, he goes to his room, he opens up his windows towards Jerusalem, and he kneels. Let me tell you what that means. I mean, Daniel wasn't vocally trying to defend himself. Daniel was being visible in his service to a holy God. When we are acting right, when we're acting right, we won't have to be vocal in defense, but we can be visible in diligence. And reacting is when we have to be vocal. Acting is visible. Boy, how many times have you heard those false, empty promises? Somebody says, well, I'm going to come help with this. And they never show up. And the ones that maybe don't let you know, they show up and they, what can I do? Amen. I get a whole lot more done with the person I can see in front of me than the person that said they would but never come. And so reacting is vocal. Acting is visible. Number seven. Reacting defends, acting is diligent. Very similar to vocal and visible. But if we're acting right, we won't find it necessary to defend ourselves, but we will be more diligent in doing right. So many times I believe we get sidetracked when we react and we think it's our place to defend ourselves, we forget to be diligent in what we thought to be right all these years. If we're really right, It ought to motivate us when under attack to put our hands to the plow and dig a little deeper and be diligent in doing what we know to be right. Because the moment we're defending ourselves or we're caught up in what they're saying, right's not being done. It's fallen by the wayside. Reacting defends. Acting is diligent. Number eight, reacting takes it personal. Acting turns to principles. 
I was thinking if I was Daniel, I would be very challenged with the king. I would have probably had the tendency to take that a little person. But Daniel never once took it personal. He turned to principles. If you look in verse 21 with me. Verse 21, Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. Now I understand the menaces said that first. But I want to say it carries a little different weight when you come through a test and a trial and a battle. And you can stand and tell the authority that you're on their side. And then if you look in verse number 22, at the very end it says, O king, have I done no hurt? Daniel turned to principles. He did not take it personal. I think at times we all forget just what it takes to lead anything. And the one little thing that maybe hurt our feelings, we hold on to it. But can I say, this man just got cast into a den of lions. To my knowledge, I don't believe this man's ever thrown any of us there. He probably wants to throw me there sometimes. So I'm going to just, candid as I may, I don't think any of us have the excuse to take something personal. But to turn to principle. Principles, obey them, but have the rule over you. For they watch for your soul. May I say, acting destroys. Excuse me, reacting destroys. Acting delivers. Reacting destroys. Acting delivers. We talked about the evil of these men. They literally were going to destroy Daniel. They had no concern for his life. I want to say they were destroyed in the end by their reacting. Daniel was delivered because he acted. Look at verse 23. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. Daniel was delivered because he acted. Why wouldn't King, King Darius leave him till the lions got hungry enough? Where in the law was one day yet? Were you supposed to pull them back out? We don't know the details of the law, the decree that was signed. But nonetheless, Daniel was delivered. I want to say less than 24 hours. Because the king passed the night in fasting and no music. And it was morning time when he went to check on Daniel. Reacting lingers. Acting lives. Reacting lingers. Acting lives. The men who were reacting... They were lingering constantly, constantly lingering on Daniel. But Daniel kept living, just like he had before. Can I say that if God was good, then God is still good. Can I say if 
if Solid Rock Baptist Church was the best church, then Solid Rock Baptist Church is still a good church and the best church. May I say, if he was your favorite preacher and pastor was, then he still is your favorite preacher and your favorite pastor, or he should be. If God was good, God is still good. Our life, we must live according and stop lingering on the people who are reacting and jumping here to yonder and blasting and attacking everything they can. We must continue to live and we live the way we lived before. We live our lives as if it was not going on. You're not going to go through it and not think about it. You won't, but you don't have to linger there. Reacting lingers there. Acting lives. Number 11, reacting promotes self. Acting promotes the Savior. See, when we react to something, it's because we're hurt, we're angry, we're upset, they attacked me, and I want to get back at them. When we react, we're taking it personal. We are literally promoting ourselves to a level saying, how dare them? I can't believe they would do that to me. And when we react, we're out to protect self. But when we act on purpose, we act because we want them to see it God's way, not our way. And our reaction so many times, if we're honest, 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 is because they hurt our feelings. And it's about me. Your reaction, your natural, and may I say we're flesh, so the reaction side of this thing is a whole lot easier. When we react, we're literally saying, it's about me. And your reaction is seldom ever going to be a spiritual response. Our acting promotes the Savior. If you look at verse number 26, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for He is the living God and steadfast forever. And His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and His dominion shall be even unto the end. While Daniel endured all of these things, and while self was being promoted in so many areas, God was promoted in the end. And he was exalted and promotes the Savior. Number 12, reacting brings poverty. Acting brings prosperity. Verse 24, when we discuss poverty, these men were destroyed. They were breaking to pieces. But not only the men, their families. Brings poverty. Acting brings prosperity. In verse 28, So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. I want to to point out, his prosper followed him beyond the reign of King Darius. Daniel prospered because he acted right. And it's something today that everybody wants prosperity without work. Everybody work with folks at work and, and they'll get their paychecks. We're not getting enough hours. And then you tell them, I, could you work overday? Oh no, i got stuff to do. No hours, no money! And we, so often, we want the prosperity, but we don't want to pay the price. 
You know, the people who have money, the people that save money. Your free spenders don't have money. The people that buy on impulse, the people who don't budget, the people who don't plan their bills out, or the people who don't make their bills, or the people who don't have the money to spend and do the extra item because they live off of impulse and they're not paying the price. Acting, living by purpose brings prosperity. Reacting brings poverty. May I say it affects so much more than just the one. Those children and those women, they didn't deserve the lines. But they got it. Amen. It's time that we take account for our families. And then lastly, number 13. Reacting accuses, acting acknowledges. Reacting accuses, acting acknowledges. These men accused Daniel. You'll read there, Daniel said, bring the, the men who, um, which had accused Daniel, and they cast him into the den of lions. They were accusing Daniel. They were reacting. And I, but I want to say this too. Daniel never accused God. I don't read where Daniel is presenting an accusation to God. God, why did you let this happen to me? God, I can't believe you let this happen to me. He just prayed. He acknowledged God. Acting right acknowledges God. Verse 22, we read, My God hath sent, hath sent an angel. He acknowledged it was not His ability. It was God that protected Him Amen. and that helped Him to act right so He would end here. Then in conclusion, may God help us to act according to His will and not react according to our wants. Preacher. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head down there.